as you see at the bottom of your screen. The Packers won. Okay, they won yesterday on Christmas Day. Very, very good action-packed game. What's next for the now spiraling Dolphins? And Zay, the mic is yours. You know, I've been saying this all season. Um, I've been saying it the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been saying it when ESPN was already naming the Dolphins one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. Um, the Dolphins are terrible. The Dolphins are the AFC version of the Dallas Cowboys. This is exactly what this Miami Dolphins team is. Um, they have an overrated offense. Um, they know they, they have an overrated quarterback at that. A guy who everyone was naming a top five MVP in the league when he didn't play nobody good throughout the entire schedule. It doesn't make any sense. This guy, I believe, is two and what? Two and seven, two and five, two and four against teams over 500. Um, it doesn't make sense. And his two wins actually came from the uh, Ravens the first week and then the Bills right after that. Uh, and, you know, after that, they've been losing against good teams. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me how people could already name this Dolphins team the top AFC team or even a, a, a deep playoff contending team just because you added Tyreek Hill to this roster. Uh, this team had a lot of issues. They had a lot of holes. And in, in their um in their roster that they had to fill in order to compete in the AFC to compete with the Chiefs, the Bengals, um, you know, the Bills of the world. And they don't have what it takes to really beat those teams. And we saw it last night against a Packers team, a defense who a lot of people said were underwhelming throughout the entire season. A defense that wasn't playing well throughout the entirety of its season. And um somehow, some way, two or three picks to this defense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, but I just want to read you a quick stat before I pass over the mic. You know, I think throughout the entire season, people were praising Tua for his uh, his play, for his ability to make throws, his ability to move the chains. And it's not it hasn't been the case. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill just talked about the most accurate quarterback in the NFL in uh, Tua. Yeah, that's a joke. Uh, this man is six, 61 for 116 the last four, four to five games. That is a, a 53% completion percentage. That's not the most accurate quarterback. Uh, he threw 984 yards to 246 yards per game. That's pretty cool. Uh, but also threw six uh, six touchdowns and five interceptions in the last four to five games. That's not good um, quarterback play. That's not top five MVP quarterback play, to say the least. And this is the month of December. He has not been playing well in the month of December. He has an 82.5 QBR rate, um, QB rating. Um, we're talking about a guy who is probably the most overrated quarterback this season, and that is Tua Tagovailoa. I don't think this Dolphins team is going to be doing well. Um, they have two more games left, and there's a potential that they go one and one, if not maybe zero and two, the remaining of the season. And that is scary to say the least. That's a six to seven game slide from what they showed us um, in that winning streak that they had. Uh, this is an embarrassment. Miami Dolphins are an embarrassing team. They're a joke, a laughing stock, and it's funny that they're not even the best team in Florida because the Jacksonville Jaguars may be going to the playoffs while the Dolphins are on their way out. Who got the strongest arm? Tua or Pat Mahomes? Tua or Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, like I'm, I'm going to go with 1-5 as the, the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. So which one would you rather have? The deep ball where you got to scramble around the field to try to go find it? Nah. Do you want that accuracy to hit you right in the bread basket on the run? I want it to hit me right in the bread basket, just like I did in the Buffalo Bills game and take it 70. Well, he threw it over your head yesterday, bro. Okay, on a slant route where you was open. A couple plays you was open, and he threw it over your head. So I'm guessing accuracy still exists, right? Okay, Tyreek Hill. I said it before. I started to drink the Kool-Aid. Tua showed me something. You know, I wasn't ready to say he was holding him back 
last week or the week before when we had this very topic because he wasn't at that time. His stats were what they were. He was living up to the offense that was running around him. Then all of a sudden, look where we at right now. But I'll come back to that in a few minutes. Let me answer the question first off before I forget about the question and get lost in the source because I am the boss. Let me go back to this question right here. What's next? What's next should be the playoffs, I would assume. As of today, they have a 67% chance of making the playoffs. All you got to do is win one out of the two. New England is spiraling in their own right. So they should be able to win that game at least. So, yeah, what should be next is them limping into the playoffs and hopefully them turning around and still in the game or two. Hopefully, right? Hopefully is a key word here. But nevertheless, when we come back to this game right now, you know, it was nothing the Packers did well. Tua, you just got to hold that. You just got to hold that. It was nothing the Packers did defensively, okay? The last couple of weeks, I did acknowledge that teams was taking away the middle of the field, forcing Tua to make those up the boundaries. And, you know, obviously Mike McDaniels didn't adjust from time to time. He did last week in Buffalo running the football. He did to some extent in the first half running the football. They got away from that. Okay, and actually, Green Bay actually took that away. He wasn't able to adjust after that. But at the same time, they had the middle of the field open. Tua threw a ball to Jalen Waddle, 10 yards on a slant. He took it 84 yards. The Packers are giving up the fourth most explosive plays in the league. So it was nothing the Packers did. It was Tua having another episode of Tua turn the ball over. Okay, that was another episode of that. And it's unfortunate. My man's had a 19 to 3 interception to touchdown ratio headed into the matchup. So he has been protecting the ball. But in a high profile game like this, and it's crazy because last week was high profile too. And he looked good. He wasn't the reason why he lost last week. But this week, for whatever reason, my man's had another episode, right? It's like somebody that's, you know, mentally unstable in the head and they're trying to, you know, adopt the peace format, right? Keep the peace. And then one day they just wake up and they spaz out, right? That was Tua in this game. He spazzed out. He went back to some of those tendencies that make me say, what are we doing here? That's what he did in the game yesterday. And um, listen, a lot of people, you know, I'm getting a lot of texts. I hear Zach in the chat in the huddle. Salute to Zach. But, you know, I got to disagree with you here. Everybody riding this parade of the Packers. Oh, watch out for Aaron Rodgers. My man's is five and six on the road in the playoffs. So have y'all know, okay? I'm not sipping that Kool-Aid. This wasn't a game that they won in their own right. They almost got put out the pasture by halftime. They could have been down 27 to 10. But you know what? Turnovers are not your friend. And the Dolphins turned the ball over, including Tua turned the ball over. Say I pass the mic to you. You know, and this is something I was I was very um, crucial about in the beginning of the season, that Tua Tagovailoa is not a quarterback that's going to win you the football games. This man's a check-down quarterback. He's not the guy who's going to win you the football games. He's not the guy who's going to get you multiple game-winning drives or win those big games for the team to, to be successful. You know, you need the weapons around him, and the weapons around him, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, they did what they had to do. They was getting big, explosive plays, and all Tua had to do was get them the ball. Instead, he wants to try to make the play and trying to make those big plays for himself. Mike McDaniel's trying to set up Tua Tagovailoa to look like the hero, to look like the, the star of the game, the team, by making big plays and throwing the ball deeper than what Tua is able to do. You know, this Dolphins team throughout the entirety of its season, its bread and butter was the short pass to Ty Hill, to Waddle, to uh, Monster, you know, or even Jeff Wilson, and then let them get the yards, the yak yards, the yards after their catch. You know, they usually these passes like five yards in. They're not go 15, 20 yards down the field and then they're going out I there. I mean, look, my man is leading the league in pass attempts downfield, bro. So he's been pushing the ball down the field. You know what I'm Listen, saying? And that and that's the thing. That's Mike McDaniel's 
trying to make Tua look like a superhero. Is it that something that Tua is not? And we seen it last night. He tried to make him do things he's not capable of and, doing. And, that, and that's what I've been getting after the last couple of weeks. This falls on coaching. Even though, like I said, there's no excuses for the three interceptions. I'm not bailing him out the hook. Like I said, he had another episode. That's why they lost. But Mike McDaniel cannot get lost in the sauce. Why right? the height? Two is this quarterback. He can make all the throws. He can't. So as a coach, you need to adjust. Sometimes I feel this team relies so much on explosiveness. And you can't always win like that week to week. You're not always going to have a 50-yard bomb. You're not always going to have Tyreek Hill catching a slant, taking, you know, 50, 60 yards, right? Like what he did in KC in that AFC Championship game. Sometimes you got to move the ball ugly. Sometimes you got to rush the football and stick to it. Sometimes you got to move methodical, methodically down the football field, right? Just short yards, whatever, penalties, get yards. You're going to have to win in ugly ways. Your Dolphins rely so much on that explosiveness. And when that play is taken away, it's up to coaching to put Tua in this situation. Listen, before this year, it was never about Tua. I never really got caught in the hype like that. Most people did. Oh, MVP, Pro Bowl, this, that, and the third. But we knew heading into the year, it was all about Mike McDaniel and his playbook and what he is bringing to the team and his genius. And how could he put Tua in a situation where they have the weaponry around him? All they have to do is just use those weapons. It was always about that. We never expected Tua to have a year he had now. I mean, think about it. Despite the interceptions and turnovers, we look at his stats. We would have been like, wow, I didn't even know he could do this. 3,000 yards, he even play a couple games. He about to be on 4,000 yards, right? 4,000-yard tour. But it was always about Mike McDaniel. We got lost in that. Even you, Zay, you kind of got lost combating these fools that were saying he was an MVP. We should not be debating that, okay? It was always about Mike McDaniel, and it's always going to be down the stretch. Mm -hmm. How can he adjust to what the defenses are doing, realizing the quarterback he has in the room, and making the game tailor-made for him not to make those mistakes. You know, and I think that's important to talk about what these next two teams, the Dolphins, will be playing. They're playing against their division. Their division's arguably the best division defensively out of all divisions, and that, that, that's something they have to face the remaining two games of the season. We're talking about Bill Belichick and the Patriots' defense. No joke. Their offense has been a joke, to say the least, but their defense is no joke at all. What is Tua going to do against Judon? What is Mike McDaniels going to uh, like play up? What plays are he going to scramble together to, against a, a, a defense that's very physical, a defense that plays the middle of the field, that actually plays or basically are all around the field really well, and they kind of force quarterbacks like Tua to throw the football. We want to see how strong your arm is, and that's something that's going to be interesting. Real quick. Tua stats from StatMuse on um, the last four games against the Patriots, career-wise, right? He's thrown 787 yards total. That's um 182 yards per game, three touchdowns, two interceptions with an 88.7 QBR rating. Um, QB rating. Um, you know that's not amazing numbers. And also, uh, Bill Belichick, like I said, he likes quarterbacks to throw the football. I want to see what you could do against our defense. And if Tua is not ready for that challenge, if Tua is not ready to really throw the ball deep and and get there, you know, with the strength and the accuracy. And there's going to be problems for the next two weeks of the Dolphins team. I know you said they have a 67% chance of making the playoffs, but they're really banking on the Jets losing this next game. Because if the Jets lose this next game, then they're shooing for the playoffs for sure. But if the Jets wind up winning this game against the Seahawks, now it's for the, the playoff spot, them or the Dolphins, in that last week. And I don't know if Mike McDaniels wants to trust Tua Tugafaloa against a defense, against the Patriots one, but then also the Jets too, 
who have been taking the strengths away from quarterbacks. The Jets, at least throughout this entirety of the season, it's not a Jets segment, sorry, but the Jets in this entirety of the season has done its due diligence of work to take away the best weapons of offense. You know, their issue is offense, ironically, but when they play against other teams, their offense are not able to flow. We're not seeing the same explosive quarterback play that we're accustomed to seeing from these guys, like the Lamar Jacksons, the Joe Burrows, the, you know, we go on and on, Josh Allen to the world. So we see a lot of different things, but the Dolphins – now are putting themselves in a corner where they had a, they had a playoff spot in their hands and now it's being taken away from them because their in their inability to finish games. It's not that they haven't been playing good the entirety of the game. It's that towards the end of the game, the second half, something changes. It's rather they don't adjust or there are a lot of miscues where they're just throwing the game away. And it's uh, an issue because the Dolphins have been throwing the game away for the last four to five weeks. You made a very good point when it comes to their schedule. And even though they might be favored in those games, I'm not sure. You know, I'm pretty sure Zach, you know, he's all into Vegas. He would have been on the spot right now, you know, giving me the numbers as we speak. But those are two great defenses, right? Say what you want about New England and offensively and, you know, defensive coordinators calling plays on offense and Mac Jones throwing temper tantrums. Say what you want about them offensively. Defensively, they can stop somebody. Um, the Jets arguably has a better defense than New England, so um, it's not going to get easier after New England, barring that you pass New England. So that's going to be another test in itself. The Jets beat you this year, um, by the way, even though Tua wasn't playing in that game. So, you know, this is the hole that they put themselves in, right? It's not guaranteed. And you know what? I'm not going to make excuses for this guy, Tua. I'm just not because, remember, the last couple of years, he was on this team. They did not make the playoffs, and they were very close to making it. Very close, right? I believe the year before, two years ago, with Brian Flores, at one point, they were like 5-2. Five 5-2. And five and two. Five and two, you have a good percentage to make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. Last year, they started off 0-6, won seven straight, and then lost, I, I believe, another pivotal game to you know exclude them out the playoffs. So they're not winning high-profile games. Mike McDaniel wasn't there the last couple of years. That's a predicament of Tua right there. And then you combine that with the losing streak that I talked about. Six straight. Remember? 0-6. Yeah. Seven straight wins. You notice a trend? When they win, they win. They look good. They're on the streak. When they lose, they lose. And they can't stop the bleeding. They're going to have to stop the bleeding. Otherwise, they're going to be out of the playoffs, believe it or not. Because the Seahawks is spiraling too. So if you're banking on the Jets, not handed in business... Then you need to mind your business because the Seahawks been spiraling themselves. So I can see the Jets winning that game. I can see Seattle winning that game. Who knows? Pick them. But you got to control your business and let's see if they do.